this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, we are going to explore something a little bit more floral. It's not spring yet. Don't get ahead of ourselves. We've still got quite some time to go. But this is something that you can use to actually influence your planning for your garden this year. If you have a rose bush, you're already ahead of the game. If you do not have a rose bush, then you can already be planning to get a rose bush or several. And if you have friends who have rose bushes, then you can all make this together. What am I talking about? Open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on floral vinegars because today we're going to talk about how to make rose vinegar. Let's get started. Now, if you know about rose vinegar, you may have already been introduced to it in cooking, but if you're on the other side, you may have been introduced to it as far as facial use or skin use. Either way is just as good. But the key thing to remember when you're making rose vinegar is that you should make sure that the roses have not been chemically treated with pesticides or insecticides or other chemical things that may not be good for you if you're meaning to ingest them. This also means certain kinds of rose foods you cannot eat everything and some people value showy roses over edible roses so if you're using petals from someone else definitely find out what they used in them you can even gather rose petals in the wild if you know where there's wild roses growing but remember the rule on sustainability we don't just gather everything we can never gather more than 25% of what's there. If you have the jar that you're going to use to make it, you can gather enough to fill the jar by bringing the jar with you. I recommend not making more than a quart size jar because you really don't need that much and you don't need to use a lot. And if you need to make more than that, Time to buy some rose bushes. It doesn't matter if the roses are red, yellow, white, whatever. But what you really want to do in this particular instance is that if you have the ability to get one of the heirloom strains, it is my opinion that and there's a flashing sign that says opinion that you can't see but it is my opinion that those would be stronger because they have the original lineages in them that's just my opinion you don't have to take my word for it also the roses do not have to be red some of the heirloom roses that I love are white petaled and pink petaled so your mileage may vary according to how many you can gather. In fact, 
my husband very gracefully and kindly gathers roses from our heirloom rose bush every year, all year round, well all summer, all summer, not all year round, and he just grabs the petals as they fall. Here's the thing though, for our roses, they only bloom one day on that heirloom bush, and the other roses bloom a long time. So for our heirloom, we have to be very quick, because they only last the day. So making our vinegar is going to involve roses and apple cider vinegar. If you are able to get natural apple cider vinegar that has not been filtered, that's wonderful. If you are using apple cider vinegar that has been filtered, that's wonderful. I'm not judging either way. But if you can get the unfiltered, that's a little bit preferable because it has more of those lovely uh, antioxidants if you're using it on your face. But either way, it will work just fine. This particular vinegar uh, is also a lot stronger as far as its scent in some ways, and it's not as sharp when you taste it. It does have a tang. You can taste the, the apple cider difference between that and wine vinegar. I remember when I was growing up, one of the, the mother wits, one of the rites of um, knowledge that was passed down to me in our woman lore was that every day taking a, a spoonful of apple cider vinegar in the morning would be good for your health as well as keeping your body in proper balance. So it's not unusual for people to drink uh, spoonfuls of it mixed in a glass of water every day as part of their health regimen. The other thing you want to decide before you start this process is if the apple cider vinegar and the roses making this rose vinegar are going to be used as a dip for food like dumplings or if you're going to use it for your face. And the reason that there is a difference involved in how you're going to treat this comes down to the glass container you're going to decant this into. Or you could even use an earthenware container. It's up to you. But if you're going to use it mostly for dipping, like for food or cooking with it, for dressings and things like that, you definitely would like to maybe not steep it as long as you would for medicinal use. And I shouldn't say medicinal, but for cosmetic use or beauty use or remedy use. Remember, I am not a doctor, a medical doctor. I am not a certified herbalist, nor am I a certified naturopath. I just know stuff. So there's there's a difference, and I always want to give people their their laurels, their their accolades, and make sure I don't step on toes. Which is kind of funny I said that because I'm sitting here recording with a broken toe right now. But that's another story. Maybe I need to put some of my rose vinegar on that, because after all, 
roses contain salicylic acid, the same stuff you have in aspirin. Now, I would be wrong if I didn't say you could use other vinegars. I'm just not a fan of distilled vinegar. And that's what I call the white vinegar. But if you use actual grape wine vinegar, it's not as strong as the distilled. And the distilled was what I was talking about earlier when I said it's too strong or it just is not pleasant. You can also use rice wine vinegar too, especially if you're using this for food. So it's up to you. Today we're going to talk about the hot method of making your rose vinegar because you could do hot or cold. So that's what we're doing today. So you're definitely going to need um, a pot to heat your vinegar in. If you have a non-metallic pot, that's even better, but it's, it's okay if you're using a regular pot. Try not to use something coated in non-stick coating because you don't want to get those extra little things in your body if you can help it. Also, you want to have a nice, clean glass jar. Sterilize your jar. That's usually washing it and putting it in boiling water. Or you can also wash it really well, dry it, and fill it full of boiled water that's, and put it in the microwave on one minute. And that will also sterilize the inside of your jar. But if you're afraid of the microwave, then definitely go the old school way. You will also need a lid, and you will need something to put in between the lid and the vinegar itself, because the vinegar will eat through the lid. So you're going to need some plastic wrap or some cheesecloth to place between the vinegar and the lid. So for this method, you're going to heat up your vinegar to where it's almost boiling. You do not want it to start to boil. When you see those tiny little bubbles in the very bottom, that's when you know that you're going to have a nice hot vinegar without it being too hot. If you have already gathered your roses and washed them, you need to pat them dry. If you gather your roses during the midday on a nice sunny day or a dry day, you don't have to worry about them being overly wet. But you definitely want to wash the petals first, make sure there's no insects, and you're not going to use any part except the petal, okay? Only the petals. Get them nice and clean, make sure they're very dry, and do not dehydrate them, just make sure they're dry and put them in the jar, fill up your jar, and pour your hot vinegar over it. It's very important that the jar be warm, at least, so you don't shatter your jar. Never use a cold jar to pour hot water or hot vinegar or any other hot material into, because that's dangerous, they could shatter. Pour it in, then put your plastic wrap or your cheesecloth uh, in between the lid and the vinegar, close it up. I prefer you use plastic wrap because even with the cheesecloth sometimes it can begin to eat into the, the lid and you're ready to go. You could also use a decanted liquid um, container like those jars for uh, soda pops but you would also wash the seal on those. They're the ones that have the wire and they kind of pop down and seal 
Always make sure everything you use is clean because we don't want to hurt ourselves. We're going to let the, the vinegar set for two weeks. Do not have it in a sunny window. It will get rid of the color and that's not what you want. Or at least I don't think that's what you want. And if you're using a really pr pretty color of rose petal, you really want to see that pink or that red. However, if you're using white roses, you won't see much of a difference. But keep in mind, any kind of tincture or herbal concoction like this is not really meant to be in the sun because you don't want it to weaken the consistency as well. Well, not consistency, but weaken the strength. If you have a colored jar, like a red or something like that, or an amber or a blue, you could use that. You just lose the visual satisfaction of seeing the rose color in your vinegar, but it shouldn't matter if it's not just for sitting on the shelf and looking pretty. Also, don't forget, if you have a ceramic jar with a lid, you can use that as well. And in fact, it might be a little bit easier to keep it from, you know, eating through anything because it's ceramic. It's earthenware. You should be fine. Just make sure it's designed to hold liquids before you do that. Let it set for two weeks. And then afterward, you're going to strain it. You can strain it through cheesecloth. But personally, I recommend straining it through a coffee filter because sometimes roses have little hairs. Well, they just, they do. They have little hairs. And you don't always want that in your vinegar, especially if you wind up eating it. So just, just a word to the wise. If you want it super strong because you're using it to help when you have bug bites or something, you could go up to three weeks. And that way um, it's even stronger. If you're deciding you're going to use this in order to treat bug bites or if you have minor scrapes and you want to spray it for a little bit of relief and you're making that spray from scratch, keep in mind you're not going to use it directly. In general, you're going to dilute it with a carrier. Uh, you could use water if it's in a pinch, but in general, if you're diluting it into something else, you're going to use a carrier. Uh, you could actually in fact, you, you could probably make an oxymel, but we'll get into that later. That's not something we're going to get into now. But you can definitely use regular water or distilled water uh, just to make a cute spray or even more vinegar that has not been infused with more water to maybe stretch it out if you're getting down toward the end. And it's generally the ratio is two to one with the two being the, the, um, the dominant uh, con I can't talk today. The two being the dominant um, carrier versus the one being the rose vinegar. And it's good for bug bites, it's good for itching and rashes, but again it is not a medical treatment and I will not say that it is a medical treatment. It's just a home remedy. I will never tell you something is a medical treatment because I am not a doctor. Cannot stress that enough. Now, if you do want to eat the vinegar, because <laughs> it is tasty, if you do want to use the vinegar, you can use it by itself if you like that kind of flavor over uh, different salads. If you're not an oil fan, you can just use vinegar. There's nothing wrong with that. 
you can also use it as a dipping sauce like we said earlier for dumplings but something else you can do is use it to dip your cucumbers you heard me you can dip your cucumbers in it slice them thin make them pretty um, add a tiny bit of salt if you like salt and dip them in the vinegar if you are someone who likes a bit of kick you can also uh, pepper your cucumbers with ground uh, guinea peppers. You can do that too, or grains of paradise. Grind them up and pepper them thoroughly. Pepper those slices thoroughly with a little bit of salt, lots of the pepper, and dip it into the red wine vinegar um, with the rose vinegar together. You can mix those both together, and the flavor is pow. Like seriously, mix red wine vinegar and rose vinegar together for a dip and it is pow, it is awesome. Let me know if you try it, let me know if you like it. It's not for everybody, I like it. It's up to you, what you like. I'm not the boss of you. And honestly, I think that this blend really rises to the occasion of making a memorable taste experience. I know it rose to mine. Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. It was just a little joke. You're groaning. Okay, okay, we're, go we're moving on. Now, today we used the hot method, but you can definitely use the cold method and just add cool vinegar to the jar of roses. Of course, everything's washed, clean, patted dry. We've talked about that and it will also infuse. But I like the hot method a little bit better. You get harsher results, well not harsher, but you get stronger results quicker or more quickly. But that's a personal preference. You don't have to do that. You can do what you want. You do not have to do it that way. But if you do go cold, I'd recommend maybe sitting it up for about three to four weeks rather than the two. Because again, that hot vinegar gives it a, a kickoff to make it a little bit faster. We referenced oxymels in this episode as well. If that's something you're interested in, please give me a message via Facebook. And then what we can do is explore oxymels and we can make a rose-based oxymel together. I love that we get a chance to share these kinds of things because I love sharing fun things with my friends. And by it being Valentine's Day, I figured roses were appropriate. And we're friends, right? If you try my dip idea, which is tasty by the way, please let me know. Because, and if you make an adjustment to it, share the recipe because I always love tasting new things. I'm adventurous that way. And I look forward to seeing you here next time on my Magical Cottagecore Life. And if you're interested in tasty things, check out the cookbook, My Magical Cottage Core Life, the quick recipe book on Amazon. Mm -hmm.